Hello and welcome back to the Guildhall School Events Podcast and today we're having a look behind the scenes at our upcoming Chamber Masters concert on the 31st of October, an exclusive performance by senior Guildhall professors. So today we're joined by Ronan O'Hora, who's Head of Advanced Performance and Keyboard Studies here at the school, and Matthew Jones, who's Acting Head of Chamber Music, who are both performing in the concert alongside Andres Keller and Pablo Hernan Benedi on violin and Louise Hopkins on cello. So Ronan and Matthew, thanks very much for joining us today. Pleasure. Uh, so, Ronan, I'll start with you. You're going to be performing two quite influential works of, of chamber music, um, Dvorak's Piano Quintet Number no. 2 in A Major and Beethoven's Ghost Trio. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about these pieces and why, why you chose them for the, for the concert? Well, I think you know, when you put together a programme for any concert, to some extent it's like assembling uh, the contents of a meal, you know, a menu. Mm-hmm. How you, you want things to balance off each other. They, they, what these pieces have in common is an enormous kind of joyful and celebratory spirit right. at, at heart. Um, in the Beethoven, that's counterbalanced, as it often is, by a, by a darker centre, the, the, the name, nickname Ghost, which, mm. which as almost always with Beethoven, you know, wasn't his. But you can understand it's, it's to do with this extraordinarily spectral middle movement, where mm. the, the two outer movements are very vital, very, um, really example of a kind of Beethoven full of vigour and joie de vivre and purpose and decisiveness. And then, as I say, you have this extraordinary movement from another world in the middle of it. It's that it's full of very kind of shimmering piano effects, which particularly on his piano, piano of his time would have sounded really quite extraordinary. Mm. And, and the challenge on the modern piano is in a way to try and make them sound as beautifully strange and weird as, as they would have sounded. They mm. uh, tend to be very long, mysterious, slow melodic lines that kind of taper off in the strings and, and the piano tends to, to, to uh, add an element of a say, spectral atmosphere. Mm. The, the Vorjak uh, also has, obviously as all great works do it, considerable light and shade, but I think it's true to say that the the celebratory spirit and, the, and, and obviously the, the folk influence that so often goes very deep with Vorjak is very ingrained uh, in every note. And it's it's one of those pieces that is, as well as being a masterpiece, is truly one of the most lovable pieces mm. in the repertoire. If you don't like the Vorjak Quintet, you don't like music, really. <laughs> <laughs> And as half our listeners turn off, <laughs> we'll jump over to, to Matthew for the next question. So this concert is part of our faculty artist series here at the school, where um, senior Guildhall professors and staff perform together. Uh, are you looking forward to performing alongside your colleagues? Is this something you get to do a lot of here at the school? Um, I'm looking forward immensely. It's an absolute privilege to get to, to perform with, with my colleagues. Um, I've had the pleasure of playing with Louise Hopkins before, mm-hmm. but not with uh, with Ronan or Pablo or indeed Andras. So it's very exciting to have the prospect of the Vojak Quintet, um, which is the, the as a viola player I'm playing in, mm-hmm. um, and to not only the the performance but to encounter the the, the way that will that we will be be working together in the run up to the concert. And for both of you, is this is performing alongside colleagues quite different to other performances you've, you've done in the past? What, what kind of preparation do you have to go through? Well, I mean, yes and no. It isn't, it isn't different in the sense that when you're pre- preparing for any performance, that performance is what everything's mm, about. Of course, yeah. And obviously the fact that one is working with, with colleagues here, um, it doesn't, I think, affect the preparation of the performance. But what it does affect very positively, I think, is 
the the whole kind of of context of the working relationship mm. with with colleagues in a place like this because it's not just that you obviously get to know people at a different level and and to some extent you know we all become students again as you all do in music mm. and and but it means that you have a sense of you know a very intense sense of shared experience that performing is and it i think it's you know it's one of the things about guildhall um, the, the fact that there are so many serious performers within the faculty. Mm. Uh, I mean, we all know, and it's perfectly true, that some of the greatest teachers are not necessarily performers. You don't, you don't have to be, but nonetheless, neither is it a bad thing. Mm, you know? and, and it does, Guildhall, I think it's fair to say, just proportionately has far more active performers among its faculty. And that gives a particular kind of, a particular kind of energy and a particular kind of sense of in a way contact with the students because it's very important to be out on stage to remember what that feels like the good and the bad mm. side of it um because in your interaction with with students you you're constantly you're constantly reminded of that so the, i think it's it is a very very healthy thing for the life of the uh, music department that when when colleagues and, and professors get together and play i think it's true to say certainly for me i don't know what matthew would say that you in the end you work on the music and it, it i'd be lying if i said it's all, it's all different of two people who weren't on the stuff at Guildhall. Yeah. but as i say what it does change is then when we when we finish the concert and when we go back to our jobs then then we're just to some extent different people for having done it matthew what we boy your um, totally, totally agree with everything everything Ronan said. I think it's it's one of the one of the things that, as a student, I found most exciting was to watch my teacher or teachers perform. Um, and so, turning it around, on the one hand, there's quite a lot of, of pressure to try and practice what one preaches, mm. um, but on the other hand, it's a, 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 a as Ronan said, a wonderful wonderful possibility for the shared experience between the staff, but also to share with with the students who we are working with on such repertoire um, at, at, at various times during the year. And it's, it, I think it's also worth adding that, you know, another strand of activity, which is, is partially contained within this, because although it's a faculty concert, Pablo, uh, who's a very senior student, very, very active out as a performer, mm. uh, is taking part, as it were, on, on that footing. But mm. we have, of course, also concerts where deliberately the interaction between professors and students out on the platform. This was in Chamber Music, and we've got an example later in November where the very distinguished uh, American violinist Don Wallerstein and his pianist wife, Vivian, are coming, and they'll be performing with students. Mm -hmm. at the Now, that's, an, an, again, for all the reasons we've just been talking about, that, that kind of interaction and breaking down of barriers and things. And actually, there is no better education. I was prompted to think of this when Matthew was just talking about how much it had helped him as a student. And it's true, playing with more experienced people, playing is one of the single greatest learning experiences you can have. I can say perhaps for that myself, when I was very young and playing with people much more experienced, you learn so much from that. Mm. I imagine there'll be students listening or attending the concert, students of, of both of yours will be kind of keen to see how they're how their teachers get on on stage. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what would you say to them? Uh, you know, um, is there any advice on how you approach preparation for it? Or is it, you know, yeah, play, play with people? Well, as I say, you know, concert, concert life is a great levelling thing. Everyone is the same when they walk out the experiences. It doesn't matter whether you've been doing it for many decades or whether you're new. Yeah, it may, 
you may have more experience and you may have more tools in your in your kit for dealing with certain things but it's never something where you solve it or it gets easy so it's very healthy for students to see professors engaging with mm, with course, the yeah. with the as i say the biggest danger for teachers i think in something like particularly about some classical music is stepping out of all that and forgetting what it is to actually get on stage yeah, yeah. where you, it's very easy to then develop rather false kind of certainties and rather definitive uh, points of view about things. Mm. If there's one thing being on stage teaches you, it's that everything is about that moment on stage. And music music exists in a, in a, a sort of continuum of time that means that whenever you encounter a piece of music, you know, if you rehearse and then you rehearse again the next day, you're all different people the next mm. day to some extent, you know. And particularly in a performance, it's everything's different. You can you can have spent time in Milton Court rehearsing, you can get the feeling of the acoustics, everything. Then an audience is in and it's different. Of course, that doesn't mean the rehearsal wasn't valuable. It teaches you a lot of things. But but it's not something you can bottle and then just reproduce. Mm, you course, know? Yeah. So that, and that's the important thing in teaching as well, which, as I say, that, that's the single most helpful thing, I think, about being active as a performer when you teach is an awareness of that continuous evolution and the fact that so you can't step in the same river twice so you know that you're, you're always encountering to some extent a different student mm. the next time you see them do you feel the same very much so yeah. i think that so much of what we do in music is about trying to be consistent and yet as human beings we're cyclic and and very much inconsistent and mm. to try and find to make the best of what we, what state we're in at any given moment as we're about to walk on stage and to harness the good bits of the excitement and to learn the strategies to deal with the bits that are less desirable of the excitement is a constantly, constantly as runs an evolving process. Mm. Um, and one of the things that makes being a musician so inspiring is that it will never be the same twice. Mm. Um, not neither the experience nor the result. So. And chamber, and chamber music sort of heightens that yeah. because, uh, you know, I, as Matthew, as you know, I've played these pieces quite a few times before, but always with different people, and mm. therefore it's a, it is an utterly different experience. Yeah, imagine, yeah. And the fact is, I, I sometimes you, you, as it happens, I've, I've played the Vorjak quite recently, but I haven't played the Beethoven Ghost for a long time, and so, you know, in that sense, I was a different person then as well. Mm. So. And uh, this will be Andras Keller's first performance at the school as a new professor in, in the strings department. Um, so I imagine a lot of people going to the concert might not have seen him perform before. What, what do you think audiences can expect from him? Well, I'm sure the, uh, he's a, a hugely uh, welcome um, newcomer to the faculty in the school. Mm -hmm. We're delighted to have him. He has an immense reputation, hugely distinguished and respected um, figure. Um, for, for both of us, as I say, it'll be our first time playing with him, mm. which we're looking at. And there's no better way of getting to know somebody. You, you, you cut through a lot of things very quickly. <laughs> you know, to, um, so, but I mean, there'll be, there'll be great excitement and anticipation as well there should be. Lovely. Yeah. And what are you both most looking forward to about the, about the concert? 
uh, apart from the drink in the bar afterwards. It's the pleasure of bringing music alive in, in, a, in a place that is all about that. Mm. You know, that. And of course, you know, playing in Mil Milton Court is a great hall. It's, we, I, I'm old enough to remember doing all these things before Milton Court, and, mm. and they were always wonderful, but there's no question about it, the being able to do them in a, a hall like that. And, you know, one of the great things about having a hall like that is that it's testing as well as as well as uh, pleasurable. So a great hall is not one that makes everything easy; it's one that makes more things possible. Mm. Um, and so that will undoubtedly be part of the the, the pleasure for all of us. How about you, Matthew? What do you? I think Romans encompassed the <laughs> my my thoughts. I think the to play again in Milton Court is um, is something to look forward to hugely, um, but particularly in a with colleagues such as this and such repertoire. It's really a, 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 a dream scenario. Ronan and Matthew, thank you both very much and best of luck for the, for the concert, which is only a couple of weeks away now. Thank you. Uh, listeners, you can catch the Chamber Masters concert on the 31st of October in the Milton Court Concert Hall. Uh, tickets are available from the Barbican box office in person, on the phone or online at our website, gsmd.ac.uk. You can follow us on Twitter at Guildhall School and visit our website www.gsmd.ac.uk to find out more about our upcoming events and everything else that's going on here at the Guildhall School. And you can also listen to more of our podcasts on our SoundCloud page, which is soundcloud.com slash guildhallschool. Um, and you can find and subscribe to us on iTunes and all other podcasting apps. So uh, thanks again to Ronan and to Matthew for joining us today. And thanks for listening to another Guildhall School podcast.